Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 10, it's the story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Thank you, Paul. Well, I don't know about you, but just the name Zacchaeus brings a smile to my face. I also don't know about you, but some of us might have been brought up in the church and some of us remember the song. I was trying to remember it. I think it goes something like, Zacchaeus was a very little man and a very little man was he. He climbed up to a sycamore tree for Jesus. He wanted to see... And I think it carries on, but I won't give you the rest of the rendition this morning. But what? thank you very much. <laughs> it was a great song. I love singing that song. I remember drawing pictures about Zacchaeus as a kid. It is a great story. But this story, this encounter that Zacchaeus had with Jesus, one of the best known Bible stories in the whole of the New Testament, is such a human story. A short man scrambling up a tree to see Jesus. All of us in this room have known the burden of being too short to see over others. This morning, I have worn my particularly high heels uh, because I often have the experience of feeling rather short. Maybe as an adult, I might catch eyes with a few people. Um, We have that challenge of not being particularly tall. But maybe you are now tall, but you remember that experience as a child. You remember going into the elevator in a busy, crowded shopping centre and you can't see anything. It's just bodies all around you. We relate to this story. Luke 19 verse 3 says he was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. We think of Zacchaeus and we smile. And yet I would love to challenge the notion today and suggest that this is one of the most powerful and provocative stories in the Bible. It introduces that radical notion that God will stop at nothing less than total transformation of who we are. Nothing less. So we're going to look carefully at this story of Zacchaeus and the world in which he lived. You see, the city of Jericho was amazing, an oasis of date palms and balsam groves. It exported its products throughout the known world. 
It lay along a great caravan route. It was a beehive of commercial and human activity. And now in that context, Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector for the Roman Empire in this prospering city. He probably had a staff of tax collectors. And Zacchaeus was possibly the most hated man in all of Jericho. You see, he worked for the occupying forces. And he was regarded as a traitor to his own people. He and his cohorts could stop a person in Jericho and assess duties on nearly everything that they had. For example, a cart. They would see a cart and they would tax it, not just for having a cart, but for each one of its wheels, for the cart itself and for the load it carried. Goodness me, he was not a popular man. He would send to Rome the amount of money that he had bid for the right to tax. And anything over that amount, he would keep. The system was ripe for abuse. He was rich, the Bible tells us. A kind of indictment it was. He had accumulated his wealth in service to the invaders at the expense of his countrymen, and he was regarded as human filth. Zacchaeus, whose name meant the pure one or the righteous, had turned his name into a sneer on the lips of his fellow Jews. So the mention of Zacchaeus' name in his context and culture would not have evoked a grin like it does for us, but disgust. The money was nice, to be sure, but to live your life as an outcast among your own people, why, it must have been a lonely and depressing existence. But on this day, The word was out that this rabbi, the Nazarene named Jesus, was coming through town. And he is different. In the parables, the stories that Jesus tells, it is the tax collector who's the hero and not the Pharisee. This Jesus comes to town with a reputation for being comfortable with those on the fringes of society, with children, with women, with those rejected by the trends of culture. They found in Jesus a listening ear, a warm reception. He was worth seeking out, but that was easier said than done. Because remember, Zacchaeus was short in stature, or as we would say today, he was vertically challenged. And seeing over or through a crowd, well, how was he going to do it? And to get to the front, to be sure, there would have been elbows flying to stop him moving through that crowd when the people saw the hated man, Zacchaeus. But Zacchaeus really wants to see Jesus. What about you this morning? Have you come here to this place this morning because you really want to see Jesus. 
are you expectant that you will do what it takes to press on and to push through to encounter Jesus today? Zacchaeus' heart is pounding in his chest. He just has to see Jesus. And his only hope was to skirt ahead of the crowd to run ahead and find a trichomore, stick the trichomore? That's a good one. A sycamore tree with its low spreading branches. It would afford him a ringside view of Jesus. So that's exactly what he does. He waits there in that tree probably not knowing exactly what to expect, but then Jesus comes into view and the most amazing thing happens. Jesus stopped and looked right at him. We know Jesus had eyes, eyes to really see what others would miss. Jesus was able to see into people He was able to see into situations. And Jesus did not miss Zacchaeus. Jesus is here in this place this morning. And he is able to see through the front that we so often put on. He is able to see deep into your heart, your life, your situation. And he is stopping and looking at you. Well, Zacchaeus wastes no time scrambling down from that tree. The the Bible says he was happy to welcome him. You see, usually no one called upon Zacchaeus unless it was to complain. House guests, they had to be incredibly rare, maybe even exceptional occurrences to his lonely life. Zacchaeus could have stayed up in that tree and rebuffed Jesus' invitation. Plenty of people do. It is certainly much easier to go on with our own life, to continue with our own agenda, than to allow the Messiah himself to come, invite himself over and delve into our inner core. Much easier. Because it requires risk. It takes risk to allow Jesus into our very being the core of who we are, where our true self resides. Sadly, most resist. But Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus takes the chance and allows Jesus into his inner room. And it was a dinner to remember. This was surely a bitter pill for the townsfolk to swallow. What kind of rabbi, what kind of messiah would even acknowledge, much less eat with, such a sinner, the most notorious sinner in town? Luke says they begin to grumble, to mutter, to moan and to murmur. The Bible doesn't really tell us exactly what happened in his house that day. All we get to see are the results, and those results tell us a great deal. For Zacchaeus made a two-pronged pledge. Firstly, to give half of his yearly income to the poor, and secondly, to return any stolen funds four times over. This 
was a staggering response to some time and a meal with a man. You see, the Jewish law only required restitution of the money plus 20%. But Zacchaeus, he thought 400% was more appropriate. Something in that encounter with Jesus changed the way Zacchaeus saw the world. He could now see people in need where before he only saw people he needed to fleece. Jesus changes how we see, how we view the world, how we view other people. And no longer do labels work, black and white, poor and rich, conservative, labour, whatever it is. Now we see people, people as they are, people who are needy, people who are broken just like you and I. Now we see real people with real needs. It is to see with the eyes of Jesus. Salvation comes to Zacchaeus's house and he is forever changed from a taker to a giver. This man had made his living by taking from others and suddenly, instantly, in a moment after one meal with Jesus, he is changed. I have observed it time and time again. And as we gather together as a community of faith in this place, we hear stories week by week about the transforming love and power of Jesus in our lives. About people who have cycle accidents which lead them to be on death's door and yet have peace that passes understanding. Peace, people who go through suffering of illness, of lack of security in their job, of financial struggle, who are lost and broken, who find the Lord's love and grace. People who have lived a life that's full of all sorts of colourful stories, of things that they're not proud of, things that I and you regret in our lives. And yet, when we encounter Jesus, we encounter grace, forgiveness, hope and love that transforms us. This meeting with Zacchaeus meant that Jesus redeemed his past, transformed his present and redirected his future. Redeemed Zacchaeus' past, transformed his present and redirected his future. The Lord is in the business. This morning, whoever you are, whatever you've done, the Lord is in the business of redeeming your past, of transforming your present and of redirecting your future. It's what God wants to do with us all because he loves us and he's got good plans and purposes for us. This is a story of how the power of our almighty God and his grace radically changes a human being. Our vision statement as a church is that Jesus is in the business of radically transforming lives in his love and power. Of course, this change no doubt cost Zacchaeus. I'm sure it probably cost Zacchaeus his job. And this encounter is far more than a nursery room story. The story of Zacchaeus 
a story of powerful change, of redemptive change. It starts with a small man in a tree. And it ends with one of the fullest hearts Jesus encounters in all of Israel. Zacchaeus' response over and above, generous to the end. Jesus is here this morning. He is active in our world to seek and to save, to change the world one person, one step at a time. Will you step into Jesus's plans and purposes for you? Let me invite you to spiritually climb the tree and see what Jesus wants to do with you. But beware if you take that risk to climb the tree and say, Lord, here I am. I want to see you. My heart's desire is to encounter you. Beware. Because he may stop beneath that tree where you sit. No matter how comfortable you are, no matter how complacent or secure you may be, he may look at you and invite you down. Down to spend time with him to calm down, to be transformed. And it takes courage to come down from that tree, the familiar, the safe, what we know, to sacrifice time and energy to seek after Jesus. But the gift of new life, the gift that Jesus has for each and every one of us means that it is worth it. In the end, Jesus declares, salvation has come to this house. And Jesus is looking to each one of us this morning and invites us to a changed life, a life that is continually transformed into the image of Jesus.